Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, listening to the Writer's Process Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm here with Chris Eidemann. How are you doing, Chris? I'm well. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I um, So I, uh, I'm a fan because I, well, not only did I know you from Gilmore Girls, you know, and everything, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. so I do have to ask you a couple questions that are non-writer questions uh, at some point. Um, but uh, sure. I also like I was like I was enthralled, and you saw my post that I said about uh, Seven in Heaven, um, which was a uh, a movie I I discovered through Glass. Like I went, you know, I, I had Glass, and it was a preview for it, and I I hadn't heard of it. It was like I guess it's been on Netflix for a little bit. I hadn't heard of it, and I was like, wow, that was uh, yeah. It came that they I, they they took it for. Halloween, so it was October. They got it for the end of October, basically. Oh, they got it till the end of October. They they bought it um, from Universal and Blumhouse specifically for you know the Halloween season, and and then and they still have it, obviously, and it's still theirs. And, but it's it's appeared on other streaming services since. But that was um, that's how it came out. Awesome. I uh yeah, no, I, I completely loved it. Um so I guess let's let's begin for people who I guess even including myself who may not be uh familiar with your um early like kind of um history. Did you always want to be a writer? Um so I always wrote, but I started and I'm still an actor and so for you know uh, 25, 30 years, I've, I've been acting mostly in, you know, independent film in New York. Um, but then doing TV shows and sometimes doing larger movies. Uh, and then, um, I I kept writing and then I started putting the things that I wrote and tried to put them together and, and make, you know, films out of them. And, and so that's, and it's a really short version of what it's been, but that is the version. I mean, so I, um, we were talking earlier about Turn the River, which is your first, um, I guess, first feature right. film. Uh, can you um, tell us, like, what was your, like, were you planning on it to be, like, a festival-type movie, or were you, like, when you got into it, like, what was your intention behind making that film? Um, so Fomka Jansen and I had done a film as actors together. It was, um, her and Ian Holm and me. And it was an, a New York independent called, um, the treatment. 
Uh, it was a, there were a lot of other great actors in it too, but it was the first time I'd ever worked with Fonka. And um, Fonka and I got on really well, and I really liked how she worked, and, and I think she liked how I worked. And so after that film, I started writing something sort of geared for Fonka, who I, I thought this would be a fun thing and a good thing, that, and I thought it was something she could do really well. So and that film sort of centers around pool halls and and all and poker, and those are two things that um, I spent a lot of time in my off hours doing. Um, and it, it, it you know I, I sort of view Fonka as sort of a cowboy in, in the way that she approaches the work, and which I like. I mean that is a high compliment. So I ended up writing this and I showed it to her and she really liked it. And so we, you know, figured out a way of doing it. Um, and we brought on a bunch of actors that we loved and, and producers that we worked really well together. And yeah, I always assumed it would probably be a festival film. Um, you know, I, I knew it was not going to be a film that was going to be on, you know, 4,500 screens. Um, right. And it, it, um, but I also wanted it, you know, this was that, that film was before, for example, streaming was really a thing. Um, and I also, I wanted it to be seen in theaters. Um, and so that and it worked out well. I mean, it, it had a nice theatrical release. Um, critics were very kind to it. And then it went to um, Sundance Channel, and it played there for a really long time. And now I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's been on Amazon Prime for a really long time, which I'm happy about too. Yeah. So, do you get a lot of people who who are just now discovering it, like myself, and and watching it? Um, it's interesting the people who 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 kind of gravitate towards it. Certainly people who play pool and people who play cards. And Fomka has an enormous fan base because she's Fomka Jansen and she should have yeah. an enormous fan base. Um, and, you, you know, then people, you know, people stumble upon it, which I'm really happy about. I'm, I'm always happy um, to, to have somebody come up and, and, you know, talk about that film. Like, I always like that. That's, I'm happy when people come up and talk to me about, you know, films I've been in as an actor too. But um, I, I do think that, you know, streaming services are fantastic in that really anybody now can find it, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to like, I guess, uh, I guess when there were, the, there were video stores, everybody could find it if it went to the video store. You know, and now well, yeah, it's a, that it's film a whole came different out, thing, right? But that film came out sort of as video stores were going away, and there would still be, you know, DVD sort of very curated DVD stores, which are fantastic, and even those are really struggling now, which I think is mm-hmm. is a loss. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I I think it's it's Streaming services are are a one hundred percent a blessing in terms of getting people to see the thing that you made. 
Yeah, I, uh, I by the way, I, I saw your uh, video where you were um, on, uh, was it the Criterion, the Criterion channel, like yeah. in the uh, closet, you know, picking yeah. the, the movies out there or whatever, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, that you know, well, um, the criteria. First of all, for everybody listening to this, just sign up for the Criterion channel. Just it's I don't know, it's ten dollars a month or something, and um, that it will be the best ten dollars you spend that mm-hmm. month. I promise. Oh, well, um, I know. Yeah, I, and I was I do that super happy to be invited to to come in and you know wander around their closet because you know there's tens of thousands of titles in there that. And as I've said before, I, I kind of thought that the Criterion Closet was like some mythical place that kind of didn't exist. But actually, it's a real place, and it really does exist. And, you know, you're able to wander around and look at all these films that, that you know, you, you kind of dream of getting your hands on. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's go into your, like, the process, which is what our show is called, Writer's Process. Um, so when you start writing a uh, script, do you always have like a formulated story in mind or do you kind of, does it take you a while to like outline? Um, I don't, I really don't outline. I mean, I outline, I guess a little bit if I'm deep into it, like I'm say I'm, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 pages in, then maybe I start outlining stuff. But um I'm I, I, and I'm not saying outlining is bad. It's not, and people um, get can get a lot out of it, and that's part of their process. It's just not part of mine. For me, and this mm-hmm. maybe um, perhaps speaks poorly about me, but I find outlining to be a little bit, again, just for me, um, playing tennis with the net down. Where, you know, you any you can say anything in an outline. You know, you you can have your mm-hmm. characters do anything in an outline. Suddenly they're going to Hawaii, and you know, and it just doesn't for me. It just doesn't work. Um, I my process I think is more laborious, sadly, but it, it I I sort of end up having. A sort of central idea. So for Seven in Heaven, the sort of central idea was um, I want these guys to be lost in a place that's 100% familiar to them. Right. And, and so okay. that that became sort of the North Star for for the screenplay, right? And I, I, so I, and then I also had some other things about it. I, I was working on another movie and trying to put it together that was much bigger than this film. And it's a, it, it got really close, and then it fell apart, and then it got really close, and then it fell apart again. And one of the difficulties of the film in a sort of budgeting, um, producing, way was how many locations there were. So then I also thought, well, is there a way of making a movie where you can just recycle locations? And on top of that, I really love genre films. Like, I just really like them. Those are the movies I tend to go to. Um, and so then that got thrown into the mix. 
and I like writing about you know high schoolers or college kids. I like I like writing about those guys, and so that that got thrown into the mix, and out of that little toxic brew started to get a story. Um, right. So I think that, that's sort of the stepping off point for me. It, so no, this is an incredibly long way of answering. Um, <laughs> I don't outline. Well, that's good. No, I don't. Um, I'm a writer too. Um, I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, but no, of course. Uh, that's why I, I don't think I would have signed <laughs> up if, if you weren't. If I were just some random guy that was wanting to talk about right. the process of writing, you know, like right. I mean, I guess there could be somebody who just likes hearing people's you know, talk about that, but that just sounds boring to me unless you're like really into it. Um, but no, I, what my thing is, I love, um, you know, I, I love, uh, like I, I love to just write, you know, sometimes if I have an idea, I just start writing it. And then like the first draft might end up being like the outline, you know, and then later on I can fix it up to, you know, whatever. A lot of people think that's crazy. I don't know. Like, do you think that's crazy uh, I think that's to crazy. do that? I mean, that no, of course not. I think that falls in line. You know, um, who uh, it was E.L. Doctorow? I think. Yeah, I think it really was Doctorow who said that um, writing is like driving at night with your headlights off. Um, right. And, and and I think that's reasonably true. I think that you know, and also doing it that way gives you the. Um, incredibly luxurious opportunity to be surprised by what you've written, like to see a churn that you never saw coming and you made it and, you know, you're deeply cheered by it. You just think that's fantastic. Um, And that, I I mean, that's the only reason, you know, that's the only reason to keep writing. Right. I mean, the, the reason to write is the moments where something appeared that you never had thought of, and that suddenly makes you laugh or suddenly, you know, takes your breath away or you, and, and, but you never saw it. You certainly didn't, you know, design it that way. It suddenly, this just happened. This thing just happened. Suddenly these people were talking and then this thing happened. And that, hmm. I mean, that's right. That's the gold standard, at least for me like that. I love that. Yeah. I, that's a good way to look at it. Cause I think, you know, when you're writing something, and you're hoping something will work, you know, and then you kind of just, you know, maybe it doesn't, you know, at first or whatever, and you have to go and fix it and wonder why, you know, it's just not working or whatever, you know, but you start doing that. Then when it does come together, you start feeling like, Oh crap, this is actually working. You know, yeah. like this is I mean, good. that's it. I mean, once you sort of think like, I don't know, those three pages, they play. Like, that's all I care about. Just let them play. Like, let let those pages actually, you know, once actors get their hands on it, like, that that scene will play. That'll be good. Definitely. Um, do you think that being a actor kind of has helped you with your writing a lot? Oh, of course. I mean, 100%. How could it not? I, I think, you know, as an actor, the things that um, – I love is, you know, really well-written, beautifully written, really well-crafted, well-structured dialogue. Like, I love that. 
So, you know, you and I were talking before um, this started about Gilmore Girls. Like Gilmore Girls, those episodes are, you know, those shows are beautiful. They're beautifully written. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're absolutely tight as a drum. And, and Amy and Dan are doing a show now, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which if you watch, it's the same thing. It's incredibly well-structured. Um, oh, it's really funny. My parents love that show, but they never really watched Gilmore Girls. And then I was watching it a little bit this week. I was watching season four to kind of be able to just at least say I've seen some, you know, some more of the episodes again because I hadn't seen it in forever. Um, but right. I, uh, he, my dad was just enthralled by the, by the talk, you know, the talking, you know, yeah. or whatever. He was just like, right. you know. Um, well, and also, yeah, I got, you know, look, I got super lucky in, and I'm the first to say it, but I, I got incredibly lucky in my acting career. Um, the, you know, the first film I did was Metropolitan with Whit Stillman, and then we did three films together, and, you know, those those films are incredibly well-written. And then I did three films with Noah Baumbach, and Noah is an incredible writer, and you know, those scripts were, you know, joyful um, to be involved with. And then I had a sitcom for two years uh, with Peter Melman, and Peter was was one of the Seinfeld writers, and a lot of the Seinfeld writers came on board and wrote uh, for the show, and those scripts were incredibly well-written. And I've just sort of been really kind of lucky going down the line with with working with people who are incredibly good writers and, you know, in a way that, you know, that made me really selfish about, about like, you know, it, 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 it was sort of an unfair high bar for a lot of other scripts. Like, like you're like, I mean, this is insanely lucky um, on my part. Right. Well, do you, Okay, so I have a I have an actor question for you, uh, because uh, and it co- goes with writing, um, especially now that you've said you've worked with so many great, amazing, uh, you know, writers. Um, do you have you ever like auditioned for something not knowing like obviously what the, you know, if the script is going to be any good, and then you get the part. And then the script isn't nearly as good as maybe like the, the the sides were that you read. Um, uh, <laughs> Got to be a little bit difficult. I, I, I know, we, I know we don't like long pauses on things like this. I, <laughs> you know, I, I honestly, I would say no. But the reason I'd say no is um, I can't think of a time where I signed on board for a thing when I hadn't read the script, right? And so the idea of like signing on board from just from sides or something like that, I don't think I've ever done that. And so I, th- I think that everything I've signed up for, um, I I was wholeheartedly – endorsing the script. I like I was, you know, completely on board with with what I was saying yes to. Um maybe I'm wrong about this, but I I honestly 
thinking back, I honestly don't think I am wrong. I think that uh, I I can't think of an example where, you know, I felt like I was sold a bill of goods or something like that. I honestly don't think that's true. I think that um, I was always on board with everything I was on board with. Well, that's good. Um, some people aren't that lucky, I guess, too. So they, uh, and especially when they're new, they're, they'll sign up for almost anything just to get credit to put on their resume. So. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, that isn't to say I haven't done things that I've been good in. I mean, there's there's been plenty of things that I'm sure I was bad in when I was first starting out. Um. You know, there there were off Broadway plays that I'm I'm sure they were things that only a mother could love. Um, but I, I I'm not sure I would attribute that to the plays failing. I probably would attribute it to me as being a young actor and maybe not being able to get where I needed to get or something like that. All right. Um, now to go back to your writing. Um, do you like okay, I always like to ask this and find find out stuff, but do you like write at your uh you know, do you write at your house? Do you write at a coffee shop? Do you write in a park, like or, or do you write uh, no, anywhere? I, I mean I I have many writer friends who've written amazing books and fantastic screenplays in coffee shops. Um I absolutely can't do that. A lot of me writing is me talking to myself. So, I mean, nobody wants to be near that person in the coffee shop. And I'm not even <laughs> sure I could do it in a coffee shop. Like, I just don't know that I could do it. So, no, I have um, an office uh, in Brooklyn that most of the writing gets done in. And and nobody comes in that office. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like there are people like, it's not, it's, it's, it's just my office. Okay. That's good that you're basically able to go out. Cause actually I was, I uh, interviewed a writer who had talked about that, um, had actually, you know, has his own office and he likes to go to the office because uh, it, it helps, uh, you know, as a, um, it helps to make it look like you're going to work basically, you know, when you're doing well, it. Well, I mean, that's, so you feel professional. That's the advice. 100%. I mean, that's been the advice of writers for, you know, 100 years. Um, I, don't, I don't even remember who who was it. I mean, it was maybe like uh, – was it Updike who said it or Cheever or somebody who said, you know, you show up at 10 a.m. and you have, you know, hard-soled, leather-soled shoes and you sit down at your desk and you write. And because it's a job just like every other job. And, you know, I, I certainly don't take it that far, but I do, I like the ritual. I like the schedule of it. I like, um, you know, dropping my boy off at school, uh, keep walking, start thinking about what I need to do that day in terms of writing or in terms of pages or in terms of whatever deadline and then getting into the studio and writing I, I I like all of that. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, as a professional, you know, you want to, even if you're writing on spec, 
you know, and you're just writing for yourself, um, you want to make sure, you know, you want to make it feel like you're, you're, you're doing a job, you know, not just, you know, even though you yeah. will get paid later, you know, you want to feel like it's something like that, not just a hobby. I, I think that if you are not taking yourself seriously, there's absolutely no reason anybody else should be. No, 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 definitely. Um, so, uh, with that, with the coffee shop thing in mind, do you do you drink a lot of coffee, or do you, uh, or do you make sure you're <laughs> drinking like very healthy stuff? Like, what do you, uh, like, what do you write on? Uh, I do not write on coffee. I don't drink coffee. I drink tea. The reason I drink tea oh, okay. is because I don't, I don't like the zero to sixty two by four across my face of coffee. Um, All right. I, I, I find it to be uh, not um, conductive to getting stuff done. Um, and, but I, but, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I drink a lot of tea. I do a lot of crossword puzzles. Um, I definitely wander around a lot talking to myself. Um, and then, you know, there's the second part after you write the thing, and somebody buys it and says they're going to make it, then you have to sort of sit down and change gears and start envisioning exactly how it is you're going to make it. Like exactly how are you going to shoot the thing? Yeah, definitely. I I like that. Uh, but it's funny because I got ADD, so coffee just chilled me out. <laughs> you know? Oh, well, that's all right. Then. That's the same. At the yeah. end of the day, that's the same thing then. Yeah, that's the same thing as the tea. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. 100%. I was never a tea drinker. Never a tea drinker. I don't know why. I just, uh, I mean, I'll at the end of the day, a, you like, probably in a restaurant. Okay. When, when also, I, when I start needing to get more healthy, you know. it's, it's, you know, health, neither here nor there. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's super easy to make a horrendously bad cup of coffee. It's almost impossible to make a bad cup of tea. That's true. You never heard anybody no, say that it's a bad cup of tea. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Trust me, this, these, these are you know, the little things that will get you through. <laughs> um, so let's let's find out. So you did Seven to Heaven. Was that like, did you talk to the Blumhouse or did they come to you? Or how did that all come about? Um, it happened that I was in Los Angeles, um, again, trying to sort of revive the film that kept falling apart. It was of a much larger budget. Um and uh, I, I kept getting calls saying, you know, could you meet at Blumhouse at this time or that time or this time or that time? And I was like, I can't because I'm meeting these people at this people. These people. And, but then there was a time that I, that I was like, yeah, of course. So I showed up and um, I met the head of features, Cooper, there and the development director, Ryan, there. And, you know, we had this kind of great, meeting sort of fantastic afternoon um and that was like on a thursday and then we had a deal on a tuesday to make the movie it was very straightforward very simple which is incredible it's incredibly rare that that happened but that's how it happened yeah i've actually met ryan uh ryan turk um great guy yeah ryan's Uh, amazing oh he's fantastic yeah he's one of the best and so is cooper he's and so is jason yeah i've known jason Jason was a producer on the first movie that I was, well, not the first, one of the first movies I was in as an actor. In fact, there was a world in which Jason 
was going to play my part. Wow. And then and then it just yeah. switched. Then he produced okay, it with Kicking cool. and Screaming. It was Noah Baumbach's first film. And uh, oh, yeah. so Jason ended up being a producer. And so I've known him forever. But, um, you know, I was th- – that's not how it got to them. The, you know, one of my representatives sent it to them. And it went, I think, to Ryan first. That's great. Um, and, okay, so you, so the first movie you do is uh, Turn the River. It's a, it's a drama. It's, it's, you know, uh, it's got its own little style to it. Then you do this movie. It's completely kind of like, I would say, like maybe a 180 from, from Turn the River in a way. Um, what do you like? Are, is that what you like to do? Do you like to kind of keep it, uh, keep genres going, different genres, or, or is it just like it just happened that way? I think it just happened that way. Um, you know, the next one I'm doing, excuse me, is also a genre film. Um, it's also sort of a horror film. It won't be over at Blumhouse, I don't think, just because it's, I mean, I only finished it like three or four weeks ago, but it's a little bit more expensive than they like to spend money on, which is 100% understandable, mm-hmm. and that's their business model, and they have done incredibly well with it. So I'm certainly not here to question that. Um but I do think that uh, I, I mean I like working genres. Okay, yeah, and so uh, I guess yeah. So you you keep doing different genres, you know, not the not the same thing. So do you? I guess does that does that help to kind of keep things flowing differently, or do you just kind of just happen? I don't. I think it just happens. I don't think anything is overtly purposeful. I think it just sort of happens. Like, oh, this is the story that I ended up telling. I mean, genre is sort of lovely in a way because you don't need, you know, you don't need, um, they're easier to set up, right? You you don't, you don't need all of, you know, I don't need huge, huge movie stars or whatever. I, it's, it's a little bit easier just because, um, the subject matter is so kind of engrossing and fun that um, sometimes things get made a little bit easier. Definitely. Um, well, so you say you're next. You're you're working on your next one. Um, are you going to be directing that as well, or just writing? Yeah. No. I'll, no. I'll direct this one too. Well, do you? So do you? Do you like you know writing what you direct? you know, kind of thing? Like, do you like having both a man and Anne? Um, yeah. I mean, I've never directed a film that I haven't written. I've directed television that I haven't written, and I like doing that also. Um, but, but for now, that seems to be the way it's sort of working out. That's great, because, uh, you know, some people are – you know, some people are great writers. Like William Goldman never directed anything from what I what I know of, you know, before he passed. No, I don't think, and, I don't uh, think he ever did. Yeah, he, uh, but, I mean, he was an excellent writer, you know, or whatever. He just – because he had no interest <laughs> yeah. in directing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually the sort of soft soap, but he was, you know, certainly for my generation, he was the writer, right? I mean, he was, you know, like the, the – he was the writer. Um. Well, it's so but no, so funny because right. his scripts are 
Yeah, his scripts are like completely different than uh, the normal formatted script. If you read any of his scripts, they're just like they're his own thing. You know, they're almost like kind of little mini novels uh, with with dialogue. You know, which I like, but it's completely different. You know. Well, um, I, I'm not, I, I don't know if they're that different at at root, but I do think that they, you know, he was writing at a time when, um, yeah, I think I'm right about this, but but screen when he would when he would finish a thing, screenplays weren't as codified as they are now. Um, once it got sort of ingested by the studio, then the studio would sort of codify it in terms of you know what it looks like and what it feels like. But he, you know, he he felt sort of unencum- apparently unencumbered by that, and so um, there you read his stuff, and it has this amazingly easy swing on it. Um, but part of that is that you know now everybody knows you know what a screenplay is supposed to look like, and and that's actually kind of to its detriment to a certain degree, I think. Yeah, I no, I agree because sometimes like I don't even Tarantino does a little bit differently on his on his stuff and but he's Tarantino he can do kind of what he right. wants you know what I mean like nobody's right. gonna say oh this is formatted incorrectly Quentin go format this right you know like you know he can do whatever he wants you know and I like right. that uh, about him I guess I'm I'm actually looking forward to his new movie. Uh, coming out pretty soon. Oh, yeah. so. No, yeah. I mean, listen, I I think you speak for a nation. <laughs> I think I do too. Uh, I I posted something yesterday about it and had so many people like agreeing and saying they can't wait to see it. So it's it's going to be a big hit. Isn't it? Um, which is is awesome. it next weekend? I don't think uh, it's the twenty sixth. Is that next weekend? Is it the weekend after? Uh, so it's two weekends away. Yeah, it's two weekends away. But I'm I'm excited. Like I can't wait. Um, it's gonna be fun. Um, and, yeah, no, I'm really looking uh, forward to it. Now, uh, as a writer, you say like what? I guess you're based in New York, um, right? If I'm correct on that. I, yeah, we used to have. I mean, we used to you know have a little place in LA when because I was out there so much. Um, but no, we live in New York. We live you know in Brooklyn. Awesome. Um, do you feel like a lot of writers, because I'm actually moving to LA next year, is the plan. So, uh, do you think Where that writers now? should be living? I'm in Virginia. Nice. Um, yeah. Do I think people should be living in LA um, or New York? Truthfully? Yeah. Or, or yeah. 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 I mean, I'd love to say no, but the truth is, yeah. I'm trying to think who I was. What writer was talking about this? It might have been Chris McQuarrie talking about how he was writing in L.A. and then he left L.A. to Portland maybe or something. Um, And it just made things harder and he had to come back. Uh, I could be kind of wrong on that. I think I'm 60-40 probably right. But, yeah, I think, you know, if you want people to read your stuff, it helps if you're around them. Um, right. You know, the question is, is you know, how y- you want to make it um, more difficult to be um, dismissed. 
So right. Yeah, it's 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 not the worst. The downside is everybody you bump into in LA uh, will be doing what you're doing, which can be right. Um, enervating or um, uh, agonizing or, you know, any number of things, but because it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a one business town, uh, but you know, it's the business we're in. So there you go. Well, I heard the, uh, the writer of, um, was the secret lives of pets, uh, Brian Lynch. He talked once when he was, uh, younger or whatever doing this stuff. He said, uh, that he was in New Jersey where he lived, where he originally lived. And, uh, he'd be like, you know, people ask, what do you do for a living? He said, I'm a screenwriter. And then the bars there, they're like, oh my God, that is so cool. And they're asking all these questions. You go to, uh, you know, LA and you say, you know, they ask you, what do you do? And you say, I'm a screenwriter. They go, me too. What are you working on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like no, thing, I mean, so. you know, it, it, it is, that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's, 95% of the city. Um, and there are really great things about it and it can really help you. And there are really kind of difficult things about it. Um, and it can eat at you. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's the right move. Uh, great. Um, now last question before, uh, cause it's, it's almost like about seven minutes or so, um, till we're, till we're wrapped up. So, uh, real quick, I just want to ask like, um, do you have any advice on uh, writers like search seeking for like managers or anything like that? Or do you think like just make a movie and then maybe managers will find you? Or do you think, do you have to like submit because a lot of them won't take uh, unsolicited scripts and, you know, things like that. Right. So this is, a, first of all, this is a difficult question that is now much more difficult because of the WGA versus the ATA issue, right? Um, I, I think my advice about representation is um, probably oversimplistic, but it is work with people you want to work with. Um, and if you don't want to be, if, if there's somebody who wants to represent you and you maybe don't want to work with them, um, is it better to be represented by somebody you don't necessarily want to be working with versus not having representation? You know, probably the cold hard truth is, yeah, you maybe work with them for a little while and see if it gets better. Um, right now, because of the WGA ATA issue, which, by the way, I'm, you know, obviously very supportive of the W as being a guild member. I'm very supportive of the WGA in this. Um, right now, managers are being overwhelmed with, you know, submissions of scripts and and so on and so forth. So that makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, but I think the idea of you know, you, you sort of posited the question as an either or should you be doing, you know, should you be submitting this or should you be going off and, and getting your movie made? I would say you should be doing both. You know, don't don't hmm. wait on one, do both and see what happens. Um, you know, m- you know, getting a movie made. I mean, obviously, and this has been said a million times before, but 
you know, you can shoot a movie on an iPhone. So you can, you can do this. Like everybody now, you know, technology has gotten to a point where, yeah, you can do this. Now that's good. It's also terrifying, but it does put the onus back on the writer and to the director to make it good because just because you can do it doesn't make it good. Just because you could make it doesn't just because it exists doesn't make it any good. So, mm. you know, work hard to write something and then, you know, figure out a way to make it for as little money as possible. And then yes, yeah. you know, representation will follow. Um, but I would always say do both. I mean, cause one isn't in exclusion of the other. I don't think. Okay, um, so are there are there uh, managers who actually do take unsolicited scripts, or you know, or do you have to know somebody who actually works with them? Um, I don't know that managers take unsolicited scripts. I'm not sure, um, but I would wager no. Um, but maybe I mean there are other kind of great resources out there. Um, Film Independent is great. That's in LA. Um, and and there are ways, I guess, of, of sort of, you know, beginning to network. And I, I think that what you want to do is sort of find, I mean, I'm a big fan of finding writers that you like, whether they're repped or not repped or whatever, but, you know, yeah, and you sort of start building your own tribe and that, you know, everybody starts helping everybody else, which isn't the worst. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, hope you had a good time uh, chatting about uh, oh, I had a great time. your process and everything. Um, uh, can you tell everybody where they could uh, reach you social media-wise? Uh, yeah, no, I'm just on Twitter. I'm on, you know, I'm at Chris Agaman at Twitter and and that's it. I mean, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on those. I think you kind of have to choose, you know, wh- where you want to sop your time up. And so I guess I choose Twitter, although I don't even post all that much on Twitter. But I'm 100% there. And, you know, it's easy to get hold of me. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. Um, just so you know, uh, I have another podcast I do that's like horror center called Horror, Blood, and Coffee. And on this, nice. we're planning on this uh, next episode to be talking about Seven in Heaven. So we're going to be chatting about oh, kind of giving our own little review and everything of it. So if you want to stop by and say hey, and and so we're glad to, uh, to I, have yeah, you. 100%. Yeah, uh, oh, I, shoot, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. You know, there'll be one, one person at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, thank be, you I'll so be. much. Just, yeah, thank you so much. Um, this is awesome. Uh, Very appreciated. Thank you for the invitation, man. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, no problem. Okay, definitely. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks, man. Bye. All right, everybody, that was Chris Agerman. Um, Chris, uh, it was awesome. That was just a great show, and he's just a very, uh, very, very smart and um, just awesome dude, and uh, I really appreciated him coming on the show. Uh, I do not know who's going to be – I think I have somebody planned for the next uh, episode. Uh, I have to go look into it um, and everything and, and make sure before I uh, say anything. But just keep looking at writer's process on 
um, uh, Twitter and the Writer's Process Podcast on um, both uh, Facebook and Instagram. So uh, look for that. Uh, follow us. Let us know what you guys think. Did you enjoy the show? Uh, what are some screenwriters that you would look forward to me uh, having on the show? All right. Have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.